Hello, my rebels. Oh, big show today. I'm going to show you some scenes from American retail stores, but really it's the same thing in Canada. Busy bodies saying, put on your mask. Busy bodies saying, shut down your business. And people's reactions to it, I think the temperature's rising. I am worried that things are going to boil over. I'll show you a few videos. And then even bigger news, our friend Raheel Raza has a new book out. And we're the publishers. I'll tell you all about that. But first, let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's the video version of this podcast. I think it's on a show like today where we're showing you a few videos from some American shopping uh, retail outlets. You got to see the video. You got to see it. You got to see it. And you can do that because by being a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. It's just eight bucks a month. Go to rebelnews.com and click the button that says subscribe. And, um, you know, you could actually get a whole year for 80 bucks, which is a discount. It's less than Netflix, less than any of the streaming services. And you know what? It supports our work. And, and it's important that we get that because we don't take any money from Justin Trudeau or other governments. So that's how we can be independent. All right, that's our show for, uh, or sorry, that's not the show for today. That's just the beginning of the show. Here's the show. Tonight, I think people are running out of patience, not with the virus, but with the lockdown. I'll show you some videos that I think are early warnings. It's December 15th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. I came across this video online today. I think it's from the United States, but it obviously could be anywhere here in Canada too. Take a look. Get away Put from your me. mask on. I'm sorry, you can walk away from me right now, sir. Put your mask on. Get away from Put me. Put it please. on. Does it bother anybody else that she doesn't have to wear a mask that we all do? Just go away. Stay six feet away from me then. No. Get away from me. No. Yeah, get please on. get away from me right now. No. You don't need to come near me. She has it on her damn hand. Get away from me. Walk away from me, sir. Please get away from me. You don't care. Leave me alone. She put she Stay six feet away baby. from me then. God, get out of here. I know who you voted for. So the first thing you'll notice, I'll play it again in a second, is he wasn't even wearing his own mask properly. He adjusted very quickly, but in the first few seconds there, it's just over his mouth, not his nose, because he doesn't like wearing a mask either. It wasn't on properly. He sure was swearing and making a scene, even though he was wanting the other person, the lady who was filming it, to be the one getting the security attention. Um, I thought it was very interesting. He sort of gave it away when he said, does it bother anybody else in here that we have to wear a mask and she doesn't? Um, I think that shows you that he wasn't really a masker so much as if I have to wear it, everyone else does, which is another way of saying if I'm submissive, obedient, and if I surrender, I don't want anyone else to be, you know, to show more courage than me.
He says, she has it in her own hand. She swore again. I thought the perfect line was the last one. I know who you voted for. I think that's pretty obvious too. Here, let's just watch it one more time and keep an eye peeled for all the little tells that I just said. Take a look. Get away Put from me. Put your mask on. I'm sorry. You can walk away from me right now, sir. Put your mask on. Get away from Put me, Put it please. on. Does it bother anybody else that she doesn't have to wear a mask that we all do? Just go away. Stay six feet away from me then. No. Get away from me. No. Yeah, Please get away from me right now. No. You don't need to come near me. She has it on her damn hand. Get away from me. Walk away from me, sir. Please get away from me. You don't care. Leave me alone. She put, she, she Stay six feet away from me then. God, get out of here. I know who you voted for. Yeah, what a snitch, what a scold into public shaming. We've seen that from politicians too. Uh, we see John Tory, um, the, the mayor of Toronto. We see the premier of Manitoba naming and shaming into public shaming. That's not about the virus, is it? Obviously, the man was not really scared. He kept walking towards her. If you think someone's typhoid Mary, you don't keep going closer and closer to her, especially when she says back off, you run away from her. He's mad that she uh, isn't obeying, and he sort of, I sense he doesn't want to obey either. And I think one more thing, and it's one of the problems with masks, is a mask gives you at least semi-anonymity, which gives you license. It's one of the reasons why people online are so mean. Um, They are either fully anonymous, they have a made-up name, or they're sort of anonymous because they're not right face-to-face with a person. It's easier to insult someone. It's easier to engage in bad behavior if no one knows who you are. So wearing a mask, or at least a partial mask, I think gave him the confidence is the wrong word, but the license to be abusive to a woman that he would never do that to in any other circumstance. Just terrible. I think people are getting fed up about that. And frankly, that man is getting fed up about his situation. He was just expressing it in a very poor way. Now, I want to show you a pair of videos, also from the United States. These ones, I actually know where they're from. Uh, this is a uh, restaurateur, one of the hardest jobs in the world. I was a waiter and a dishwasher and a busboy when I was in college. And, of course, that's sort of hard work. You're running around on your feet all day working hard for tips. But that work is nothing. Being a bartender, waiter, busboy is nothing compared to the actual owner of a restaurant. Is there a harder job? You can never leave the restaurant because someone will have their hand in the till. They might eat or drink your profits. There's always something you have to be there. A pipe leaks. A delivery is spoiled. It is one of the hardest jobs, and restaurants have such high turnover. They they go out of business so easily. They're so subject to fashions. It's hard enough when times are good. These are the opposite of good times. So this is Anton Van Hatten, uh, happened of Nick the Greek in Ventura. And um, watch this. this. This got me angry. Take a look. I followed the rules. I continue to follow the rules. And you guys still, time after time, are giving me citations, You're telling me I have to close my business. You're not what about my employees? You're not I am following the rules. My tables are inside. 
just because the health department has a whole process to go through that takes however long that takes, I have to close my business for that time? Who's gonna, are you gonna pay my rent? You are you chose, gonna pay my rent? You chose to make those decisions, right? I chose to protest by putting my tables outside and I reiterated again, I never served one single person outside. I did all takeout food and delivery to what exactly I was supposed to be doing. That's exactly what I did. I did not break any, and there's not even a law, I did not break any rule. There, there is a law that you're breaking right now by operating without a permit. I, because you guys put this for your own rule that's created. It's not by law that you cannot sit outside and eat. That's not law, that's, that's an order that was given. Okay. So you cannot give me a closure citation based on that. It's already been ordered. I'm not issuing a closure. I'm saying- you, are you, What do you mean issuing a closure? You guys close me. You're not asking to close me. I'm not issuing the citation, the, the closure. The, the restaurant is already closed. The permit has been suspended. However, your refusal to close warrants a- Because what am I gonna do if I close? Are you gonna pay my rent? I don't think people are going to last long. He said he followed the rules, and I think I believe him. I mean, he's wearing a mask. He says, look, the tables are stacked inside. It sounds like that might have been the problem. He was doing takeout and delivery, but he had some tables outside, and it sounds like some people were just sitting on there outside. Um, and so they were punishing him that some people happened to be sitting outside. He asked, what about my employees? Are you going to pay my rent? They couldn't care less. I, I thought it was an interesting point he made that these aren't actually laws they're enforcing. These weren't debated in a legislature. That's what a legislature means, a factory of laws. No, these are just rules, either issued by some regulation or probably by the bureaucrats in that room, operating without a permit. So they just set it up. They made the trap. They said, well, here's rule number two. Oh, you didn't follow rule number two, so punishment number three. It was like a sting operation. Um, I'm not issuing the closure. The restaurant is already closed. Very Kafkaesque. The restaurant was clearly open. They were saying it was legally closed. You need to reopen, he said, they said to him. You could have reopened today. You could be open right now, but we see that it's open. So they're not implying he's doing anything wrong or unhealthy. They're just saying he's not doing it according to the rules. You could be open right now, they say to him, as he is open right now. You could have reopened, they say, after he did. No, no, no. There's nothing health or virusy about this. This is hop through our hoops. Dance for us. Dance faster. Here are the steps you need to take. Here are the steps listed in the report. It's got nothing to do with the reality of what he's doing. These little government automatons the thrill they take, the erotic pleasure they take in destroying in a matter of minutes what real doers have built up over a lifetime. Why did the restaurateur have passion and those two automatons sound like robots? 
because he, he cared. He was a builder. And these two government drones came in. Well, Rule 46, 23, I know whose side I'm on here. The, the rules make no sense. The rules change constantly. The rules have no scientific basis. The rules are subject to mistakes. The rules are internally inconsistent. They don't care. Here, watch the same thing from a different point of view at a slightly different time. Really, I just mainly want to show you the ponytail and the man bag. Take a look. I'm aware of, I, Friday night you guys came, I put my tables inside, I'm inside of everything that you guys have told, told me to, uh-huh. and yet you guys didn't even issue me a warning, and, and, and you're trying to shut me out. Like, right. When I'm complying with you. So the restaurant is shut down, okay? You're the restaurant's not shut down, I'm not shutting this restaurant down. Okay, that's why we're here. Okay. is shut down but I'm not shutting it down close until we can get it reopened what is is this 1984 are you joking this is Kafka oh I, I think though the, the the cherry on top there's so many things about this that are frustrating the there, there were two health inspectors the ponytail man bag guy and the lady who was filming the whole time and I don't know if you caught it, she said to the restaurateur, can you stop recording? She says as she records him, here's my question for you. How long will this go on? How long will bloodless bureaucrats destroy hardworking, passionate entrepreneurs like that restaurateur there? How long, how long before something breaks? They're breaking people by the hundreds of thousands, maybe by the million. That's from California where Gavin Newsom went to a luxury birthday party dinner at a $400 a plate restaurant 
with his friends because he's important. Do you think they wore masks? Do you think they took takeout? People see the hypocrisy. I think something's going to break, and I don't think it'll be pretty. Stay with us. Ahead, our friend Raheel Raza has big news. That's next. Do you think ISIS sprang out of nowhere? Do you think that the stabbing over London Bridge or the beheading in France was just an incident? Do you think 9-11 was something somebody did? No, they're all parts of a play produced and directed by the Muslim Brotherhood with the West as their stage. For many years, I've written and spoken out about Islamism the political ideology that Western politicians refuse to acknowledge due to political correctness. Now read for yourself in my new book, The ABCs of Islamism, about how a radical ideology has taken over my faith and installed itself in the corridors of power in the Western world. Wow, that is extremely exciting. A new book by Raheel Raza, who also just happens to be the chairman of the advisory board for Rebel News. She joins us now in studio. Raheel, congratulations on the new book, The ABCs of Islamism. Tell us a little bit about it. Thank you, Ezra. So The ABCs of Islamism is a book which actually describes my life journey, so to speak. So I was born in Pakistan, and in the 1970s in Pakistan, there was a military dictator by the name of Zia haq who actually hung the democratically elected leader of that time, and began to implement Islamism in Pakistan and with the hardest restrictions, the harshest restrictions against women. So obviously that is a personal thorn in my side because Islamism is very anti-women. You were asking me about Islam and Islamism. So Islam is a faith like Judaism, Christianity. It is a faith with, you know, uh, everything that needs to be sorted out in any faith. Islamism is a political ideology, pure and evil, a political ideology that then, you know, implements itself in various ways. And my book is a way for ordinary people to understand what are the signs of Islamism. Some can be very subtle. So following what happened in Pakistan, you had Ayatollah Khomeini, who was in exile in France, studying the playbook of the Muslim Brotherhood. And the mandate of the Muslim Brotherhood is very clear, according to them, according to their own uh, manifesto, that the West is evil. It needs to be infiltrated and weakened from inside. Hmm. And that is what Islamism does. That is what Islamists do. Sometimes people can't differentiate between what is a faith and what is an ideology. Islamism is like communism, like fascism. It's something that when communism and fascism were there, Marxism, the whole world spoke out against them. But when it comes to Islamism, political correctness does not allow ordinary people to either speak out or they're afraid of being called Islamophobes or, uh, you know, you have your Western leaders who are actually helping promote the Islam Islamist ideology. Hmm. So my book, The ABCs of Islamism, identifies those parts that are purely Islamist and political in their agenda and warns people, Canadians, 
uh, North Americans to look out for those signs mm -hmm. and speak out against them. Yeah. Because you're not speaking against a faith, you're speaking against an ideology. That's a very uh, interesting way of framing it. Let me ask you, are you afraid of speaking out against Islamism? I mean, you're taking it on in a way that, I, I, that very few people do. Are you worried for your own safety? Are, are you you're probably being politically attacked? Are you, do you feel safe? I stopped being afraid when I got my first death threat. Oh my God. And then, of course, I have a fatwa and a lawsuit and all sorts of things. So my fear is a very small drop in the ocean of the work that has to be done. In my lifetime, I've seen the growth of Islamism, especially since I came to Canada more than 30 years ago. You know, it was something that started in these uh, Muslim countries and then right here, in the West where we want freedom, where we want gender equality, where we want democracy, we see the signs of Islamism. And what are the signs? I mean, sometimes they're very subtle, they're very small. There are things like unreasonable accommodation demands. Mm -hmm. There are things like, uh, you know, uh, prayers in public schools. Uh, there are things like wanting to promote Sharia banking and, and Sharia laws in a Western country, as opposed to the laws of the land in which we live. So there are little things but they all add up to one big virus, hmm. which is Islamism. Is it hard for Muslim men and women in the West, in the United Kingdom, in Canada, the United States, Australia, is it hard for them to resist the peer pressure to become Islamist? Like if you're a Muslim living in the West, you know, you, you want to be a citizen, you want to integrate into the country, but there's that force saying, no, stay politically radical. Is that really the, the hard place to be? It is. It is a very hard place for, to be for many people because of the lack of information, because they're misinformed. It is just the way in which non-Muslims support Islamist activities without realizing mm. that they're supporting an ideology. Hmm. They're supporting an agenda. So my book is, has been written so that people can be educated, they can be informed, they can make informed decisions, that they understand that when they're speaking out against these Islamist activities and against the Islamists, that they are doing something that any good citizen should do. Any good citizen should speak out against the uh, infiltration into the corridors of power. Our leaders are not going to do it. You and I know that very well, because they want votes. They're too politically correct. So. This is a book for the masses. Mm -hmm. It is a book for ordinary people to pick it up and say, you know, I saw this happening, I didn't like it, but I didn't want to speak out because I was afraid of being called a bigot. But now I can because right. this is something that should not be happening in a democratic country. So our liberties, our freedoms, our equalities, everything is at stake because of Islamism. And the sad part of this is, Azra, that Moderate Muslims like myself, as you call me, a progressive Muslims, are the biggest victims of Islamists. Right, yeah. You see, so we are attacked because we speak out. And, uh, you know, the, the purpose is to brainwash the minds of our youth. So a lot of what I have written speaks to the youth as well. You know, there's radicalization of youth. Uh, how do terrorists, you know, become who they are? They're not born that way. Somebody obviously brainwashes them, right. and that's the Islamists. There are Islamist organizations, there are uh, Islamists all around us, and some of them we know by name, but nobody wants to say anything. Wow, well, you're saying it. We're talking about Raheel Raza's new book, The ABCs of Islamism. You can buy a copy of it on Amazon or 
at theabcsofislamism.com. Now, you've structured it in an alphabetical way, sort of A is yes. for this, B is yes. for that. So that makes it a little easier for people to attack because it's not, I mean, it's, I wouldn't call it a scholarly work. It's well-informed, but you don't have to be an academic to read it. It's, no. it's really written for regular people who have an interest, right? It's very simple reading, to be very honest. It's very simple well, reading. But you learn a lot. It's just not, it, I mean, you explain it, it, the jargon. I do, I do, and I didn't want it to be a very scholarly work, as you say, because, you know, people need to understand just in ordinary English what the problem is. Now, I one think of scholars the, will read it, but we need ordinary people yes. to, to learn about both Muslim and non-Muslims. They do, yeah. absolutely. Now, you know, one of the reviews I got was from uh, former Ambassador Naeem Hassan, and uh, he said something very profound in his review, which is on Amazon, by the way. He said that this is a must-read for policymakers. Mm. Uh, the idea is that they should be able to pick it up and look at it and say, hey, you know, I've been supporting this. M103, for example. Right, that's the that, anti-Islamophobia motion from... Right Ireland. here yeah. in Canada, right. we have motion M103 that essentially says that if you speak out against Islam or Muslims, you're, you're a bigot, you're an Islamophobe. You know, it's, an, it's the work of Islamism. It's right. the work of Islamists. Right. You just have to connect the dots, see who promoted it, where it came from. And that is what I'm speaking mm -hmm. out. And I speak about that in the book as well. And I speak about my testimony. Uh, you know, against the idea of M103. Well, that's very interesting. You mentioned the reaction by the former ambassador. Um, have you had any other early reaction? The book is just out right now, so I know it hasn't uh, been widely read, read and reacted to yet. But, uh, I mean, you've been talking about these things. I'm going to guess that some people show you support quietly when no one's around, but they're a little nervous to show you support publicly, am I right? That's a fact, that's a fact. People are concerned about their popularity, uh, but uh, so far the response I've had has been fantastic because this is a compendium, compendium of a lot of stuff that I have written in the past, mm -hmm. but I managed to put it together in one place yeah. and the fact that it's alphabetical. It breaks it down into it, bite it, sizes. Yeah. Yes, and then you know people can say, you know, I wonder what blasphemy is, and they can look under B for blasphemy, yeah. or you know, what exactly is Sharia? Uh, you know, right. is it Islamic? Is right. it Quranic? Is right. it not? So they can look under Sharia for that. So this is why I've got it alphabetical. Mm -hmm. It doesn't obviously cover everything, mm -hmm. so you know, but it does cover what my life experience is, and it I think talks about basic human rights rights violations, yeah. and that is what Islamists have been doing for far too long, and it was about time that somebody said no, enough is enough and I'm going to be that person. Yeah, well, you're a very brave lady. You could have published this book with any publisher who wasn't afraid. I mean, yes. what I mean by that is you have an excellent track record. Your credentials are impeccable. And so by that, I mean, it's an honor that you're with us. Some, I mean, any big publisher would want to have a book of this quality, but it is still difficult because of political correctness. I want to say, folks, if you go on amazon.com, you can get this book as a paperback. And I don't mean to be alarmist, but as an ebook, Amazon is resisting publishing it and they haven't given us a, a reason. reason why. And so I don't want to raise the alarm. We're so proud to be affiliated with this project. But I have to say, as someone who's been censored by Amazon before, I would encourage viewers to get the book now. I don't want to raise an alarm, but the fact that 
Amazon is not yet putting it up as an ebook tells me they may be having an internal battle over it's, this book. It's quite possible, and Ezra, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank Rebel enough for supporting me. Oh, I couldn't have pleasure. done this without the Rebel. I'm sure you would because, have, but no, that's nice I, no, of you I, to Because say. I'm a Rebel, and Rebel was the right place to publish this book. Well, our Rebel viewers love supporting authors who show courage, and you show more courage than most because, as you mentioned, you've had death threats over this stuff. Folks, let me increase, it's only $19.99. It's a, it's a solid book, but it's, you're not gonna be scared off by academic jargon. It's an explainer. It's also semi-autobiographical. Yes. And uh, you can get it at the abcsofislamism.com or on Amazon. And I wanna say again, please get it now because as you know with my last book, Amazon has in the past deleted books from their store when political pressure has mounted. So I hope that many people order it now. God forbid, if this is deleted by Amazon, we have a backup plan. But for now, you can get it on Amazon or the ABCs of Islamism.com. Congratulations on Thank this book. You, you also have an audio book that we are getting yes. processed through Amazon that you recorded yourself. So that's going to be a wonderful. Yes, I lost my voice doing that, <laughs> but it was great fun. And I'm very excited about this because I think that this is one of a kind and I am so grateful to you and well, Rebel you, for doing this. Well, it's very nice of you to say, my friends, will you join with me in buying this book as a Christmas present for someone who cares about these subjects? And would you help me show the rest of the country that this book is what ordinary people want to learn about? Let's make this book Number one on the Amazon charts. We can do it. It's an important symbol of support for Raheel and her courage. That's it. The ABCs of Islamism.com. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Hey, welcome back. A couple of housekeeping items. First of all, uh, in the time between when I recorded that video with Raheel and right now, we got the great news from Amazon. They will, in fact, be carrying her ebook. We had to send them a lawyer's letter growling at them, but they did comply. So that's a little bit of an update. Also, last night, we were a little bit late posting the show to video. So our apologies for the uh, hiccup. And uh, these things happen from time to time. But thanks for staying with us and staying loyal to the program. Uh, here's some viewer feedback on my show last night. Tim writes... They need to be named and the appropriate actions taken against these thugs. Well, as I speak, we are reaching out to Joshua Walker, the uh, Canadian Armed Forces Corporal who was smashed. And uh, I hope that we can help him get some justice, not just for himself, but to deter other scolds, other Karens. And I have some friends named Karen who say, don't use that phrase. I'm sorry, it's a nickname that sort of caught on for these schools. Hopefully it'll deter people from being violent. Um, again, you know, using the pandemic as an excuse for bad behavior. So we're gonna try and help Joshua Walker fight back if he'll take our help, I hope he does. No name rights. The security guards did not like he was laughing at them. They got their feelings hurt, so they tackled him. Yeah, you know what, someone sent me a note uh, saying that causing a disturbance is in the criminal code. All right, I take it. But uh, I think the people who were but that's not what they charged him with. They charged him with failing to leave, um, and they, they pounced on him, claiming he wasn't leaving. We saw with our eyes he was leaving. 
You saw with their eyes, so that's incorrect. I should ask you this. Uh, I mean, I appreciate someone correcting me and saying, look, what he did could have been called causing a disturbance because he was sort of hollering. All right, maybe. But if you want to know the people who caused the disturbance, it was the mall security guards. Can you deny it? AJ writes, I hope he gets a lawyer and sues that mall. Well, AJ, I might have some news for you on that as soon as tomorrow. My friends, that's the show for today. Interesting times. Hey, do me a favor and go to the abcsofislamism.com. Watch the promo video for the book. And Raheel is such a good egg. She's been such a great ally of mine and ours at Rebel News. And I'm just so delighted that she's publishing her book with us. I'd love it if you bought the book. I mean, to read it. It's an interesting book, but also out of solidarity for her. We got to support our side of the battle of ideas. And supporting her book is one way to do it. All right, my friends, that's our show for today. Until next time, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night. Keep fighting for freedom. Thank you.